0: Fox 2 presents Hancock and Kelly. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly here on Fox 2 on your Sunday morning. On the right, right there, John Hancock. Morning, everyone. And on the left is Michael Kelly and his Cardinal Red. Opening day. Representing for the weekend. Yep, and I'm John Brown. Big stories this week. We're talking Trump's taxes, health care 2020, and the Mueller report. Let's start with this one. House Democrats this week got the subpoena paperwork together to make sure the Mueller report is released to the public at some point. They want the entire report to be released, with redactions only where necessary. They say that the American people need to see this report for themselves, not some filtered version, and they're ready to go to court. If it doesn't, they say get ready to get sued. That's interesting because at this point, what they want is exactly what William Barr says he's planning to do.
1: I don't have
2: this paranoia. That, that my friends on the left have, that, that that the conclusions are really not what they are and that we're going to retry and that Mueller's conclusions are not good enough. Everybody agreed he was the right guy, he's issued his report, we're going to clean it up, we're consistent with law, consistent with grand jury rules and consistent with classified protections and we're going to present it to the public and that should be enough.
0: All right, Michael Kelly, you're up first. They say we're going to sue, but Barr has already said, I'm going to give you who you Well, we shall see if
1: that's what he's going to do. Let's not forget that both the Republicans and the Democrats, who can't even agree on what day it is in Washington, D.C., we can agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. 420 to nothing for the complete report to be released. Now, Bill Barr, we're learning from New York Times reports and stuff that may not have shown everything in his little four-page letter that came out, so there's with good hesitation that people think that he may withhold stuff because clearly he's playing politics.
2: This is the equivalent, Brown, of somewhere around November the 15th. You're going through the Halloween bag there, mm-hmm. looking for the looking for the candy bars. There aren't any candy bars left anymore, Brown, because you ate them all already. Uh, there, there is nothing
1: here, Michael. John and it's astonishing to me that you all keep going down this road. For five years you investigated Hillary Clinton on Benghazi, and there was nothing there well, and you went on for 5 years with we, we we just got this report a couple of weeks ago we got 4 pages out of 400 we deserve to see the full report And don't give me this hogwash that your Democrats are overplaying yourself after we went through five years of you going after Hillary Clinton, not to mention accusing the president of not being an American, not to mention calling it an outrage when he wore a tan suit or used a selfie stick. All All those years. I will set you up. I will set you up much the way I
0: set him up at the beginning here. Do you think it's political for them to come out and say, (laughs) well, we're going to sue, we're going to subpoena you if you don't do it when Barr says, I already said it." Of course he's he's going to do it.
2: There was never a question, but that the report was going to, you know, these guys, Kelly, it's like every Christmas I'd go looking for that pony. I never got the darn pony. One year I got a chess set. My mom said you get four horses in there. I mean, th- there is
1: nothing here. We have a president that makes speeches, and it's documented. He lies, lies, lies. And you want us to take, you go at your word. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this the right way. My hand-picked attorney general is always going to do the right thing because that's the way we operate. He lies about everything, this president. We don't trust these people. We shouldn't. And we voted 420 to nothing to see this complete report. And you're going to see it. And we ought to see it. Oh, you're going to see it. And, and all this outrage. Well, we haven't seen subpoenas. it, so we're going to continue to be outraged, until
2: well, so we do. You know, you're going to see it. And you're probably going to see it in the next week or two. And, and it's going to say what it says, because that's what it says, which is, well, there's nothing I, here. That's right. not true. Let's Very go quickly. All right. So
0: you say Barr right down the middle, right? A lot of people yes. say he's a, he's a straight shooter. He, he is a straight okay, shooter. Okay. Well, some associates of Robert Mueller have now told the New York Times and others that this report fails to adequately portray the findings of the inquiry and that it might be a little more troubling than what's actually in there did, did this dampen the expectations now republicans come out and say oh here we go again is that kind of what's going on here you think well no?
2: look if, if there was evidence that the president obstructed justice you haven't seen they that? would have brought charges that he obstructed justice and oh by the way there was no underlying Crime in the first place. There's no evidence that there was any collusion, and the the special counsel said. And the special counsel spent two years looking at every aspect of this thing. He got so deep into the weeds that they convicted a lot of people for tax evasion and
1: unrelated things. There's nothing. You spent the last two years calling this a witch hunt, a witch hunt, a witch hunt there's nothing here. If it was a witch hunt, there is something here, John, and it's going to come out. And what happened is is uh, Robert Mueller has said all along, as has everyone, that a sitting president can't be indicted. We now are learning in the New York Times that people are saying what was said by in the Mueller report as it relates to obstruction is not what Robert Barr is, is out there saying it exists. We don't trust you. We deserve to see it. We're gonna see it. Yeah, and when you start to see the New York Times coming out with this, with Robert Mueller's own people, I'm glad that you no longer think it's a witch hunt. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Two more topics. But so here much in this confidence first talk. in the New York Times. But... All right, let's talk health care very quickly. Another big story this week. The president and Republicans say they're going to make 2020 all about health care. All right, so the president tweeted this week this. He says, I was never planning a vote prior to the 2020 election on the wonderful health care package that some very talented people are now developing for me and the Republican Party. It will be on full display during the election as a much better and less expensive alternative to Obamacare there will be a great campaign issue for Republicans. I never asked McConnell to vote, and he goes on and on and on. Okay, so he doesn't want it to be, well, he does want it to be an issue, but, but no plan until after the election. But a case
1: in point of another lie by the president. When he ran, he said, we've got a plan. We're gonna repeal it. We're gonna replace it. Now we have to wait till 2020. This president lies. I am thrilled that health care is going to be the topic of the election of 2020. It elected the Democrats in 2018. It will elect the Democrats in 2020. You think there's a big issue for 2020?
2: It could be. Uh, you know, look, if you if you've got a a reasonable measured health care policy in place that you can debate, and I think the president's right, there's no point in putting it up for a vote, it's not gonna pass right now. Uh but let's run on it, let's campaign on it, let's contrast what Republicans are gonna come up with, which is gonna be rooted in free market principles, versus the socialist policies that most of the Democrat can, you know, Medicare for everybody. We're just let the write the check, you know, the big government check. I think I think the, the health care policy that Donald Trump will espouse is gonna
1: be more popular with more Here's people. Here's what's troubling about that argument. Uh, Obamacare was not a socialist program. It forced you to go into the free market and buy it. And you all have repealed that. You're upset with Democrats wanting to come forward. At least they have a plan. Y'all didn't like Obamacare. The people of America liked it. You're trying to repeal that. You're going to get something worse than you originally thought because you have no plan. There, there are people that like Obamacare,
2: and they're the people that are getting the subsidies and the people whose health care is subsidized. are very happy with that program. But you have a whole swath of people out there that simply can't afford good coverage. They can afford some kind of coverage. They just can't afford the co-payments. And so, health care is broken. Obamacare didn't fix it. And and we're either going to fix it through market reform. Or we're going to fix it through socialism. And that's going to be one of the key elements of the 2020 election.
0: All right, we have a lot more coming up here on Hancock and Kelly. We're about to get all touchy feelies. Does this make you guys uncomfortable? Don't touch me, bro. Okay. Stop it. Joe Biden is a touchy guy. We know that, but he's also an effective politician. Does something like these hugs and kisses disqualify a guy from the most important job in the world? Let's talk Joe Biden this morning. Decades of public service under his belt and a theme song as well. And there's no secret he's a touchy-feely guy. Yeah. But does that disqualify him in this day and age from running for office? Listen to this first of all. I'm, I'm a member of the straight arm club. I mean, I'm not straight armor. <laughs> I this. I just pretend you have a cold and I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> But what I think that it's important for uh, the vice president and others to understand is it isn't what you intended, it's how it was received. Okay, let's talk Joe Biden here for a second. This is, maybe it's a political discussion, maybe it's a societal, maybe it's an age issue. Um, I'll start with you on this one. We know people like this, right? And he's being now characterized as some creepy pedophile kind of guy, and I think that's unfair. He may be violating space, yes, but I think it's maybe gone too far on him now.
2: You ever go to a bar with this guy, Brian? No, <laughs> not just about me. <laughs> Come on. Now, uh, Joe Biden has a Pepe Le Pew problem, right? Right. I mean, he's going around. You are shy, "No, mm, mm. I mean, yeah, he's got a problem here." And what's interesting is uh, his opponents in this primary are aggressively trying to take him out before he gets in. That's really what's going mm-hmm. on here. And I'm kind of happy to sit on the sidelines and watch the parade go by. I think Biden's probably best positioned against Donald Trump of any of these Democrats. So if they want to take him out right now, have it. And edge. they're the
1: ones doing it, Michael. Yeah, it's well, the Democrats right well, now. This is the time of oppo dumps. And look, at he may have a Pepe Le Pew problem. We have a president with a sexual assault problem. Uh, we, we remind everybody of the words that he uses. Uh, look, Gene Carnahan made the best defense of this. Mm-hmm. This is a man who lost his wife in a tragic accident. And when the first day she showed up in the United States Senate, he embraced her. He looked into her soul. Times have changed. He admitted that in his own Twitter address earlier this week, where he spoke to the fact that maybe we I should have done it differently. I don't think the guy is a predator. I don't think he's a sexual assaulter. I think he comes from a different time and a different age. I think he's learning his lessons. But I'm, I'm actually relieved to see a, a candidate who actually is affectionate in a proper way as opposed to an assaultant way.
0: Well, this brings about a bigger issue here, too. And, and Democrats, I think, are maybe the most guilty of this. Is when you push this, this, this line, right, and say, no, you cannot do this, it broad brushes everybody. Because I think about my dad. My dad was one of these huggy-touchy kind of guys. Some loved it, some hated it, but that didn't mean he wasn't qualified to do his job. You know, yeah, you had to tell him, okay, stop, but it doesn't mean you're a bad person in this case. And but There I think were that's serious the line that's
1: allegations involved. that were made against the Supreme Court nominee and now the Supreme Court justice. Women deserve to be heard. That's true. This young true. lady needs, deserves to be heard. But once you learn more about it, I think you find out that there may be some political motivation here. Well, hello. And let's be clear, she is a Bernie Sanders right. supporter. Um, and I, I, I get it. It's not appropriate behavior. I don't think that this is predatory behavior.
2: Yeah, you know, I think if Biden had it to do over again, he'd stop squeezing everybody. But, uh, you know, does it disqualify him from running for office? You know, that's really going to be up to the voters Mm -hmm. to decide. Michael's right. The, the woman from New Mexico that made these allegations. Wait wait. Uh, she's a, she's a Bernie, yeah. Hurt. Right. Uh, she's a Bernie Sanders supporter. This is political. This is political. And and you're taking the the social mores and the and the, the everything that's happening in the culture right now, and you're transferring that to Joe Biden in an effort
1: to get him out of the race. And that's but and this is something. the season, right? I mean, yeah, this happened is. in the Republican campaign, which when you do your oppo dumps on your opponents, look, this guy's the front runner. This is what's going to happen. He's not even in the race, and they're dumping stuff. We've seen stuff dumped on Elizabeth Warren. We've seen it dumped on every one of these mm-hmm. candidates.
0: This is what happens. I guess I just hate to see. And I heard somebody. I think I can't remember what radio station it was on this week. I was bouncing around, and somebody was saying we just hate to see somebody's entire career be tarnished because somebody has an axe to grind over something in the big grand scheme of things. May not be that big of a deal, and we see it all the time where people just get shoved aside because of something that, in your day, our day, in, in and in our lives. It's not that not big going to happen
1: deal. to Joe Biden? Time is going to be the best helper for Joe Biden. This was an Oppo dump. This is something that came out there. It's played its course. It's starting to look foolish where he's going to be on track. I will say day, though,
2: some know. of those videos do look kind of creepy. I it's, mean, you know,
1: I mean truth be which told. Which one? The one where the guys in the bus and he's saying this is what I do to women <laughs> no, or I just about, grab him and I'm Talk I start about Biden. Not I there. I just think it, to, the, to to have the Republicans talking about creepiness right now when they sit quietly with the assaults
0: that this per- current president has done on women, that's really what's creepy. And again, it is mostly Democrats right now. A lot of this is on Democratic I side. I get it. So. All right. Hey, let's talk taxes very quickly. Dying. Democrats making another run to try and see President Trump's taxes. The request by the House Democrats is for the last six years of tax returns, But this opens up a whole mess of legal, political, and personal issues. Democrats say they have a right to see him since it's coming from the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. That's the rules. He can do that. The president says he's more than happy to show him, but he's in the middle of an audit and he can't. His former attorney, though, Michael Cohen, says, uh, no, the president isn't under an audit. John Hancock, you're up on this one. Do Democrats risk a line here by seeming to come after the president again for something that you may or may not see?
2: Well, I just want to tell the IRS, if you ever decide to audit me, I would love for it the last three or four years. So, you know... (laughs) This is one where I disagree with Donald Trump. I think people running for president ought to disclose their taxes. I think you you learn a lot about somebody through that process. It gives you a little insight into who they are. Sometimes it hurts them. Sometimes it helps them. Uh but if you're running for the highest office in the land, that's something that ought to be transparent for everybody. And so I that's that's where I come out
1: of. Further, this is a glass house the president put himself into. He said during the campaign, I'm gonna release my taxes when I'm not under audit. He's gonna continue to be under audit, so he says. And you have a thoughtful chairman of a committee who says, you know what, this is not right that a president's constantly under audit. We need to look into this. (laughs) He's walked him right into this trap. And finally, we're gonna get to see Donald Trump's taxes. Maybe he's not the billionaire
0: we think he is. We shall see. Still to come on Hancock & Kelly, Tuesday was Election Day, although most people had no idea whatsoever. I voted. Most people don't seem to care either. Do you happen to notice how many tax increases and bond issues and other things like that were on the ballot when so few people were voting? Is that just an accident? To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock & Kelly. My alarm just went off on my watch here. You know what it says? What does it say, Brad? It's time for our weekly update on the dysfunction of the St. Louis County Council. It goes off routinely throughout yes. the week anymore. This week, it was about subpoenas and what the federal government is looking for. I want to show you something that happened this past week in the council just to give you an idea of what it's like. I mean, politicizing this isn't
1: doing anybody any good. No, I'm not. I, the county. These are the questions that the media has been asking, and we have not been able to give <coughs> an answer to these, so I thought maybe you'd have a good answer to these I guess not. Really? It doesn't sound like questions that the media have been asking, but that's okay. Okay. Not really. Thank you, Mr. Chair.
0: Your tax dollars at work. That's what it's devolved into now. Okay, so this past week, guys, we had this whole debate over a subpoena, and then, I mean, it's just constant sniping. If you watch this at all, you realize there's a certain level of I don't want to say hatred, but it's not good on the county council. Well, there's no here doubt right
1: about that. There's a lot of things that are not good here.
0: Uh, Steve Stanger is not in a
1: good situation. The council is not in a good situation. It's not only their issue with Steve Stanger. They're fighting amongst themselves. I mean, none of us, none of what needs to be focused on in county government is being focused on because we have folks who want to fight with each other in a power grab. And I'm not only talking about a power grab and a fight between Steve Stanger. Tim Fitch, the new councilman's out there talking about egos and problems that exist on the county council. This isn't what we elected these folks to do. Look, there was just an election that happened. They retained who they retained, and they sent the new council people in there to do their job. Do it.
0: Yeah, you got a
2: mess here. Of course it's a mess. And, you know, all the people want is good government. I mean, that's all anybody wants in their local government. Just give us good government. And I don't think anyone would argue that what we've got going on now in both the city and the county is not good government. There's dysfunction all over the place here. This system that we have...
0: Ain't getting the job done. And, uh, and the man, exhibit A, B, and C right there. Yeah, let's circle back around to, to former Chief Fitch, like you were talking about. So he, first of all, this week asked for Steve Singer, said, You should probably resign. And if I have Steve Singer, I said, Well, you should resign. I mean, it's just a personal opinion at this point, right? And then he's not getting his pension because he's now an employee of the county again. He says it was supposed to be settled before. So, again, you've got this issue going on. Now, nobody has his back, apparently. Well, and then we, we, we went through this before with Bob McCullough. I was for Bob McCullough getting
1: his pension. I'm for uh, Chief Fitch getting his pension. But here's what's going on. We've got folks arguing about themselves rather than about the issues that are affecting us on a daily basis. We want to talk about the city and that there's crime in the city. And it ain't only happening in the city, folks. It's happening in St. Louis County as well. But they're too busy fighting with each other.
2: You know, it's interesting with the, the Tim Fitch situation, is illustrative of just how broken down that county council is. So, you know, here's a fellow Republican. His fellow Republicans aren't standing up for him on the pension. Uh, Tim Fitch has been very closely aligned with Sam Page, the Democrat chairman of the council, as it relates to Steve Stanger. And Sam Page isn't standing <laughs> up for him. Uh, you know, and I mean, this is real. This is $80,000. And it's a pension that he earned serving us as a police officer for 31 years and none of these people has his back on this deal that, that's just another example of how dysfunctional this thing is let's
0: talk about the election this past week everybody loved, talks about how they love their city their municipality yet when it's election day nobody shows up to vote so what you say or your actions which should we believe all i did on election night was read the results for tax increases extending yep. bond or debt service or other expenditures guys no one shows up we have these issues on the ballot. John, is that by design or is that just a, an accident? Well, of course it is.
2: It, well, there, there have been over 130 tax increases passed in St. Louis in the last five years. Uh, and, and every one of these taxing entities are out there, whether they're in municipality or there's all of them. And they're they're going in, and it's one of the reasons why we in St. Louis pay about forty four percent more for government local government than any place else in the country and one of the ways that happens is these low turnout elections raising
1: taxes on people. John's exactly right. Turnout's oh. fair play. I'll right. give you hey. one back but it, the, the other thing about this is is that we see a lot of focus in the media here about how what's going on in this discussion about municipalities is so important and people love their municipalities. You know who loves their municipalities? The elected officials. The voters aren't showing up to vote for this stuff, and we're seeing hundreds of millions of dollars given away on a daily basis from what, what, from, from institutions that don't even have that kind of money in 10 uh, years. How many mayors are there
2: in St. Louis that get elected with 100 votes? There's more than a few. Yeah, there are. There's I more see. than a few.
0: All right, still to come on Hancock & Kelly, it is time for final thoughts on this Sunday morning. All right, my official word count tally, you're up 35 words today, you're down 35, you get a final thought. Well, bro. I'm going to take care of that right now, Okay. Uh, you know,
2: the, all this Mueller stuff reminds me of the, the claw.
0: Remember the claw, Brown? I do
2: remember. You that. go in there, you take your kid out for a burger on Saturday, he wants to play the claw. And he puts the 50 cents in, the claw comes down. There's that beautiful manatee, that stuffed manatee right there. And the claw's hovering above the manatee. You never get the manatee, Brown. You might get one of those three eyed aliens every once in a while. And, and what's happening with the Mueller report is the Democrats believe they're going to get the manatee. And before you know it, you've spent more money on the claw than you spent <laughs> on your hamburger to get that fish,
0: Kelly. All right, now you get well, the, ten, the fish ten, rots ten words words. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're out of words. You're out of words. We're We're out of time. (laughs) Thanks for watching Hancock and Kelly. If you missed any part of the show, download it on your smartphone. Search out Hancock or Kelly. We'll see you back here next Sunday.